What's the rush? Cody and I preview the running back room ahead of training camp. The competition for RB3 on the depth chart. And how can Damian Pierce set himself up for the next five years, starting as the Texans franchise running back? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers, the truest of true fans out there that listen to the show whenever we drop. We will be getting back to your team every day, literally. (laughs) If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube and also wherever you listen to your podcast including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. As always, I am John, some sports guy Hickman, your Houston Texans football analyst, and I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own and Texans credential media member Cody Davis. We got to talk about who is the MVP of Phase Two for the Houston Texans. We're going to close out with that. Then we'll move into the running back room and who will fight for RB three on this depth chart. That's going to be an interesting conversation. But for the sophomore running back, star running back here for this franchise, Damian Pierce, with training camp less than a month away. Could I think we're like two weeks away? Yeah, we like a, we like two weeks out two from the start of training camp. training camp. Oh, it's um, going to be so hot. Lord have mercy. It's going to be hot, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> but with sophomore running back Damian Pierce going into his second year in the NFL our expectations and the things that we want to see from Damian Pierce starting in training camp to help Mm -hmm. take his game to the next level, which will ultimately overall take this franchise and this offense to the next level. And I think this is the, this is the perfect way to kick off our training camp preview, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at one of the star players on this franchise and Cody, when we look at Damian Pierce and training camp, you're going to be out there every day. I'll be out there every now and then, right? But we'll both be out there getting our opportunity to look at Damian Pierce. What are the takeaways? What are the things? What are the small details from Damian Pierce that you want to see starting in training camp? Well, for me, it goes back to, I believe that was week two of OTA practices when I had an opportunity to talk to running back coach Danny Barry, and I asked him, what are some of the intangibles? What are some of the skill set that he has seen Damian Pierce improve? And one of the things that he talked about, and John, listeners and viewers, for those of you who remember, uh, we actually covered this greatly here on this show. And coach Danny Barry said that, he has seen Damian Pierce improve in his pass protection. Now, let's rewind once again. Pass protection might have been Damian Pierce's weakest attribute in his rookie season. For those of you guys who don't remember, remember in his NFL debut week one against the Indianapolis Colts, a lot of us wanted to know why Damian Pierce did not get a lot of snaps and 
Former head coach Lovey Smith said that he struggled in his pass protection. Now, of course, as the season went on, Damian Pierce did get better and better. However, he did finish his rookie season with a pass protection grade of 32.3. So I go back to what Coach Danny Barry had to say in OTAs, raving about his pass protection. Same thing with Coach D'Amico Rines and Damian Pierce actually talked about the improvements that he actually seen in his pass protection as well. However, John, OTAs, mandatory minicamp, it's just shorts and t-shirts. I want to say about the third week of training camp, we really are going, we really going to have an opportunity to see how Damian Pierce has enhanced his pass protection because that's when the pass come on. That is when we're definitely going to have an opportunity to get a true sense on where is Damian Pierce with his pass protection. Now, before moving on, going back to the second week of OTAs, I had an opportunity to ask Damian Pierce about his pass protection, and this is what he had to say. Danny Barry talked about the improvements you have made so far in the pass protection. Um, what has that experience been like for you? Uh, Coach, pretty much uh, 85% of it got to go to Coach DB. Um, Coach DB makes sure that he spends extra time with uh, not only me, but all us, making sure that we're uh, – very precise in our pass protections because uh, you got to do two things to play for Coach DB. You got to uh, protect the ball and protect the quarterback. And uh, we've been working a lot on both because uh, last year I think I had four on the ground. I'm trying to drop that to zero. You know, uh, one is one too many. So uh, we've been working a lot in that aspect, uh, kind of working on a lot of things without the ball. Cause you know that everybody in that room is very capable of doing great things with the ball. So it's more so what can we do without the ball to help our offense. Before moving on, John, listeners and viewers, I do want to mention this. Devin Singletary also came out doing mandatory minicamp, and he said that Damian Pierce has been picking his brain about what can he do to improve his pass protection. Devin Singletary was one of the best running backs in terms of pass protection because he finished with a pro football grade of 73.2. Hmm. You know what I want to say right now? Over the weekend, I was listening to some old, old Kurt Franklin and I just want, and I know it's GP, are you with me? But DP, are you with me? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the church. We ain't going nowhere. And the church of the Houston Texans, uh, they got a new pastor, in a sense. They got a new congregation, in a sense. And hopefully the football guards have blessed them with some wins. And I think Damian Pierce is going to be a big part of that. But for me, it's all about how, in five weeks of training camp and preseason combined, can Damian Pierce show how effective he can be without taking those hits, right? Mm. And before I talk about actually the hits, how effective can he be in being valuable to this offense as a pass catcher? Damian Pierce was the number 44th ranked running back in the league last year in receiving yards. Of the top 15 offenses in the league, nine of them had running backs in the top 15 receiving yards for their position. I believe the opportunity will be there due to Houston having an OC coming from the team with the number one receiving back in the NFL, San Fran and Christian McCaffrey, CMC. I think what's just as important to see coming out of camp in those five weeks of training camp and preseason is seeing how he adjusts to being a team's number one running back in the NFL and not a rotational back in college, right? And so the hits will come in the NFL, no doubt about it. You cannot cannot shy away from it because it's going to happen. But camp is the perfect opportunity, guys, for DP to not initiate those hits as much as he did as a rookie. He is an angry runner, no doubt about it. 
And that's been a part of his game for years now, going back to his freshman year in Florida, going back to his high school years. I get that. But the average running back lifespan in the NFL is just under three years. Pierce has a golden opportunity here. He has a golden opportunity, guys, to be this era of Texans football, Arian Foster. Mm, now, hold right? on now. Right. And, and I mean, look, if he goes out and adds these elements to his game, he'll be able to get to the next level. Now, what I mean by that is Arian Foster was very good out of the backfield as a, as a, as a pass catcher. Arian Foster was great. And by the way, back then with Gary Kubiak's zone run, we saw how much damage Arian Foster did in that run game and that scheme. You know, who's to say that when they implement the zone here in Houston, which is a big reason why Mike Boone got here to Houston, which we talk about that coming up. Like, who's to say Damian Pierce can't thrive in that same scheme where it's honestly running back friendly, right? So you look at the Texas football team coming out of the dark days when Arian Foster finally took over and they was finally able to be a good football franchise, kind of resembles and, and mirrors what they have going on right now. Interesting enough, Damian Pierce can jump from 12th overall to 4th overall in franchise history for rushing yards this year. And Arian Foster was only the starting running back for this franchise, was the only starting running back for this franchise to play more than five years. And so when I look at Damian Pierce, those two elements, guys, how effective can he be as a pass catcher, right? And, and again, the opportunities I, I feel will be there. And in order for them to be there, going back to training camp, going back to what we want to see in those first five weeks of training camp and preseason, in order for him to get those opportunities, it can't be a lot of these moments. You guys know those moments where you drop an open pass in open field. You have an opportunity to get some get some receiving yards under your belt, pick up some of those yards, some of that yak, but you drop a pass, right? Can't be those moments. And so – you add that to your element. You add not taking a lot of those unnecessary hits to your game to increase your lifespan to be a Houston, Texas football running back. Like, you add those to your game starting in training camp, which is what I want to see, then the sky's the limit for Damian Pierce. In order for him to be this franchise all-time leader, there isn't like it's an Emmitt Smith in front of him. There isn't a, a Chris Johnson or Derrick Henry or, or – or LT, and for, there isn't one of those. There's a great running back who flashed in a short amount of time and did some great things for this franchise. Uh, Arian Foster, I think, is close to 7,000 rushing yards right now. And so in order for Damian Pierce to get there, those hits have to decrease. All of those punching on his body has to come down. You do those couple of things and add elements to where you trust him on the field on third down in certain situations. Oh, yeah, this offense is going to expand. And if he goes to the next level, I just gave you the number, guys. The opportunity for Houston as an offense to go to the next level because they were 30, 31st last year in total offense. For them to go from 31st to possibly 20th, we're going to have to see not only Damian Pierce, of course, but the entire running back room improve and being effective out of the backfield as pass catchers. But it all starts with DP. Are you with me? <laughs>
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. And it's time for us to look at camp battles once again. And when you look at this running back group, John, I think there is a real interesting competition brewing up between Xavier Valade, Mike Boone, and Darwell Gumbawale. Yeah, you know what's funny? So last year's running back depth chart, Damian Pierce wasn't even the starter, even though he was clear, clearly the better running back. Mm-hmm. It was Rex Burkhead. Oh, um, who, who was my guy? That, Dar- Daray was on a running back depth chart. Mm-hmm. And my guy that never got a shot in, in Houston. What was his name? Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack was also on a depth chart. Uh, it was another running back. So Houston, what I'm getting at is, in terms of running back depth chart, Houston has come a long way because you know who we don't have no problem with not talking about today? Devin Singletary, one of the bigger hmm. free agent additions uh, from this offseason. But, guys, when I look at the running back depth chart and who's going to be competing for running back number three, running backs vying for that third spot, Mike Boone and Dare Ogabuwale, they both have an annual salary of $1.5 million. Then you got X Validate, the undrafted. Mm-hmm. Rookie running back, right? Played at Wyoming, played at uh, I want to say Arizona State, played yeah, in did. two systems. Is Arizona State? Mm-hmm. Arizona State played in two systems in college, and, and I'll talk about that, expand on that a little bit. But guys, what I like the most about the running back depth chart, there's no money involved, there's no in terms of favoritism involved, right? There isn't a guy that you know the front office really likes because they signed him to an extension halfway through the season, you know, the, the season prior in terms of Rex Burkhead. It isn't any of that. It's going to be a competition to where who's the better guy, who's the better player on the field. And so when I look at the competition between Darray and I look at the, you know, the competition, I'm sorry, Darray and uh, Mike Boone, the money doesn't matter. Darray doesn't have a guaranteed salary for this year. Houston was slave save, excuse me, uh, roughly $1.4 million compared to 1.2 in cap save, savings if they cut Mike Boone. But I think Dare is going to make Boone's job really hard. Mm-hmm. Boone only had 77 special team snaps last season compared to 300 for Dare. And when we look at the third running back on a depth chart, Ideally, you want that to be somebody that can help you out in other areas when they're not getting touches in the backfield. 
And Dare having that much experience over Mike Boone plays in his favor. Dare also has been much more of a productive player in the past couple of seasons. As far as Valaday, listen, I do think he's going to have a real shot here, a real chance. I think the practice squad may really have his name on it. Between Valaday and Jerry Wayne, two young prospects for the Houston Texans that I really like. The practice squad would be great for them. But in terms of what ex validate, like I think he's going to have an opportunity to compete starting with training camp and preseason. I think he's going to be out there, especially when you look at the second half of a lot of those three games in the preseason. There's no real rush to get him out on that field. Houston obviously likes what he can do. Played in multiple systems during his college days. Productive in each one of them. And they like his speed. There's no doubt he'll get those opportunities. But with how this team is built, Cody and listeners, I can't overlook something Houston has been doing all offseason and as valuing experience, right? Mm. So if they really wanted to go young at running back, I think they would have addressed it in the draft when they had an opportunity to do so. But going before the draft, of course, was the free agency period. Obviously, it was important for them to get a vet in their backfield. Obviously, it was important for them to get, you know, he was the best tight end on the market, but Dalton Schultz, that vet in their tight end room. Obviously, it was important for them to go out and sign Jimmy Ward. Like, at every critical position, Houston has been getting vets there for that experience, experience because I don't think this is a team that's playing to lose. And when I look at X Validay, an undrafted rookie running back, who does not have rush to get on the field. He is not walking into a situation like the Houston Texans had last year with their running back room. Your top two guys can hold it down for the entire year. Mm-hmm. So what 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 do I want my third running back to do? Well, I may want you as a return game. I may want you to get out there in that special team. And making that transition from college to the NFL and special teams isn't easy, right? So we'll stash you. We'll get you right. What I'm looking at is Boom versus Dare. Guys, when I look at the history, I think Dare is a better running back at this point of his career, a better player at his point at this point of his career. And I think he'd be more valuable to all of the elements Houston can get out of a player. Special teams, pass catching, and whenever we need you, maybe we'll give you the ball. Preseason this year for the running back room is going to be very exciting because outside of the top two guys, it's really a toss-up. You talked about the toss-up between these three guys, John. I would not be surprised if it's cut-down day and we sitting here talking about how X actually won this competition. Because, one, you talked about the veteran leadership. Would not be surprised. Would not be shocked. No, yeah, yeah. Not be and, shocked. And that's what I was getting. You know, you talked about the veteran leadership. You know me, once again. After being around the Texans and Rockets over the last three years, you need your veterans for a young team. However, for this running back group, that is basically what Devin Singletary is. And not only is he going to be the veteran leader for that position group and throughout the locker room as well, but he's also valuable, very valuable in terms of what offensive coordinator Bobby Sloyd and coach D'Amico Ryans want to do on the offensive side of the ball. However, the next important thing, and I agree with you here, it's going to be who's going to give the Texans more when it comes to special teams. And you say it's something that caught my eye and it brought back some memories from rookie minicamp 
OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And that's the return game. John, every single camp that the Texans had after Valaday signed with the Houston Texans, he was the second guy in the return game behind Tank Dale. And remind you, both Mike Boone and Darwin Gumbawale was in attendance for OTAs and mandatory minicamp. So that's something that I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on in terms of whether or not that's going to be the same. Now, the next question is going to be, you know, whether it be injuries or matchup or whatever the case might be. Can X Valaday give the Houston Texans something that Darway and Mike Boone can't? And and, And that's what they can provide on the offensive side of the ball when his number is called. This is a guy who has rushed for almost 5,000 yards in his collegiate career with 35 touchdowns. Plus, you also got to take into consideration that he recorded almost 300 yards in the passing game alone with two touchdowns on 37 receptions. So it's going to come down between, of course, as you mentioned, who's going to give the Houston Texans more on special teams. But I just think X validate, especially with this being a new day for the Houston Texans. I think X validate is definitely going to be the guy who's going to come out victorious as to who's going to take the helm as running back number three for the Houston Texans. Yeah, and again, guys, I wouldn't be shocked if he makes it difficult for both Dare and Mike Boone. Right, Mike Boone was one of those offseason signings that I wasn't fond of. I think it's just uh, training camp competition, like Nick Casario like to say. And that's fine. You know, X validate did run that 4-4-3, four, four, so, you know, maybe his speed helps put him over the top, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, we know the top two dogs, right? And Houston is set with the top two dogs. X validate didn't get a lot of opportunities in college to, to play some special teams as a returner. Only had like two or three, um, I think. Not, not a lot, right? And so mm-hmm. that transition to not getting that many opportunities to now maybe getting that opportunity – when you have some vets in front of you, it could be difficult to learn, right? That's a whole different game plan, ball game, excuse me. And, again, Houston invested a lot into this undrafted rookie free. I think he got more than any undrafted you know, mm-hmm. rookie free agent. In the league, he did. In, in the league, right? So, there's no rush, right? There's, how did I start to show up? There is no <laughs> rush to get him out there on the field. But, again, he is talented. He is a good runner. There's some things that he needs to work on. Uh, and get better at for the NFL. So I can't sit back and say to myself, it's a clear cut. He's going to be number three. No, mm-hmm. X validate can make these vets' jobs a whole lot harder to put it on the line because Houston does like him. And if he goes out there, if he's a better runner, and if he's catching on a little bit more as a, as a, as a, not a receiver, as a special teamer, then hey, man, those second halves of those preseason games will tell a lot. That's normally when we see those guys, hey, who? What's his name? What's his name in the back? Number number who? Okay. All right. Well, okay. He's popping up the screen. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, come game three, after game three, we say, hey, man, he's popped off the screen three games in a row. Somebody else hasn't. Somebody else's job is in jeopardy. Bird Dogs makes you look good, feel good with their stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly Sculpted look, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but the fit is way better. They fit better than a regular short that is made of that stiff, 
restricting cotton, Bird Dog fixed all of those issues by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like the khakis, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Who, do, who wouldn't want that? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler for your order. What's your order? That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dog shorts off. I promise you. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close out this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, I want to give a special shout-out to my cousin, Mr. Ever Jamar Hatch, who threw down for my birthday over the weekend. I love barbecue fresh off the grill. My cousin threw down for me, man. And as you know, John, our birthdays are what? A little bit over two weeks away. Just about two, two weeks, weeks from apart each other. Yeah. from one another. So I'm part of that 31 club with you, man. And... Once again, shout out to my cousin. And before moving on, I do want to give a shout out to Malachi Wildman. For those of you guys who don't know, or you probably know by now, because this is something that we've been covering over the last two, three weeks. Um, the NFL supplemental draft will be held tonight. And the Houston Texans are one of 17 teams who are still interested in Malachi. Had him on the show last week. Please be sure to check that out. And uh, Malachi, if you're listening, run across this podcast or whatever. I'm rooting for you, man. If you don't get picked up by the Texans, hopefully you get picked up by one of the other teams. But I'm rooting and praying for your success, my guy. Really quick, man, before we move forward and close out the MVP phase two, everybody that's watching, tweet us, drop them in the comments. Uh, thread us. I'm on thread. I don't know about you. You need to come I, on, catch I'm up with the I'm not on time, thread man. yet, man. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to die with Twitter, man. I'm a dinosaur <laughs> at this point. But let us know who has the best barbecue in the city of Houston. And then mm. we can go try it. Mm. I mean, my cousin my cousin threw down over the weekend, man. I, I hear what you I got say, something man. In, the, in the refrigerator and I'm about to go go eat some more. Like, man, I hear what you say. <laughs> Listen, before we close out today's show, man, Cody, when we look at the MVP of Phase 2, and if you guys don't know what Phase 2 is, I'm going to tell you, that's for Houston to get out of those dark days. That's <laughs> for Houston to get out of the four-game win season, the three win seasons, the tie season. Phase two for the Houston Texans looks like, oh, wow, the sun is on the horizon. Hmm. Who is the MVP of phase two? It goes back to what we talked about in the first segment, and that's Damian Pierce. And you Damian Pierce about- is your MVP of phase two? Yeah, be, process? yeah, because look, I, I look at it like this. You might as well say he was the MVP last year for Houston Texans, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And when you go back to the first segment, you and I talked about improvements we want to see him make in training camp. You say pass catching, I say pass protection. However, if Damian Pierce takes a step forward in both of those attributes, that's going to make him more valuable to the Houston Texans, and that's definitely going to put him on that next level of being one of the top running backs in the game today. And you also mentioned this. You kind of, you know, when you was breaking down your pass-catching attributes, you talked about him in the light of, or a little bit of a light of a Christian McCaffrey, and that is somebody who Damian Pierce. I said that he is 
playing in a system that the new offensive coordinator is coming from, mm-hmm. so the opportunities will be there. I did not yeah, put yeah. him in the light of CMC. But but what I'm but I'm what I'm getting at is Damian Pierce has spent the whole entire offseason studying film of Christian McCaffrey. And we know how good Christian McCaffrey is when he's healthy. And we know that Bobby Slowick is definitely going to utilize Damian Pierce in the same light he saw Christian McCaffrey utilizing, oh, what was it, seven games after that trade from the Carolina to San Fran? I can definitely see if Damian Pierce make those two improvements to, to his game, he's definitely going to be more valuable to this team, to this offense, which will make him the MVP for phase two. I'm going to go back for my old heads. I'm going to go back to 1997. And for some of my younger heads, we may think about the more infamous, the infamous one in 2003. I got two MVPs. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, 97, Barry Sanders and Brett Favre, uh, they were the first two MVP in the season 2003. It was the Peyton Manning and Steve McNair year. I thought Steve mm. McNair probably should have ran away with that. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Hannah McNair is one of my MVPs. Oh. D'Amico Ryans is another <laughs> MVP of phase two. I'll tell you why, man. Listen, there has been a clear shift and change from way up top. Mm. From Top, top, right? And Hannah McNair has been very vocal, very active in the past six to eight months. Landing D'Amico Ryans, that together with Hannah McNair and how the McNairs are now viewed, I think, a little bit more in a positive light. Getting D'Amico Ryans, who I think she played a big part in getting here in town. Mm -hmm. Getting those, getting that right. Right, I don't think you get Jimmy Ward without D'Amico Ryan's. I don't think you get these vets here to Houston without D'Amico Ryan's. I don't think Houston swings for the fences and trade up for Will Anderson without D'Amico Ryan's. And like it or not, like the trade, however you may feel about it, Will Anderson will be a part of this franchise unless something happens in the future, which we all are hoping against. And if he turns out to be a player who I've said maybe like a Matt Judon, it's that's a win for Houston. If he goes out there and be that, and then you also got the the, the vets that can now buy in, and maybe Houston is a more desirable destination because of the arrival of D'Amico Ryan's. And it, it, without the arrival of D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, we don't get D'Amico Ryan's without the hand that was being played by Hannah McNair. Houston is going into another year of phase one, which is inexcusable. Those are my two MVPs. I got Hannah McNair in conjunction with Cal, but I also hmm. got the next MVP for phase two, D'Amico Ryans. Two people who, do, who don't touch the field. Uh, D'Amico Ryans hasn't touched the field in a long time as a player. Without them being the two changes up tops at different levels of being on top, I think Houston is still a laughing stock of the NFL. Hmm. You know, every time I hear Hannah Manier's name and look at how she took a step forward to help the Houston Texans get back to some relevancy, John, I can't help but to just think of that Beyonce song, Upgrade You. (laughs) 
You remember that song from 2000, was it 6, 2007? Which that was during the time when I really liked Beyonce at the time. But there's there's a verse, I think it's in verse two, where she said, I could do for you what Martin did for the people, ran by the man, but the women keep the temple. Oh, I, I keep, I keep thinking, like every time I see her, I just, I that's for some reason that song is always playing in my mind. And when you were sitting here talking about how she stepped up and just, you know, is going to be the MVP of phase two, upgrade you which by the way beyonce looked phenomenal in that video but uh that's 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 just i i just you're a bigger beyonce fan than me so i don't even know why you look at me like that i'm not gonna because i thought i didn't know you was <laughs> i didn't know what your hormone your hormones was thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the locked on texas podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at locked on and subscribe like it comment to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter as long as we're still around at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And it's the same tag on thread as well. So be sure to follow me on that because I am making that transition, John. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.